manipulate the price of gold and silver. But all that money printing that they've done has flowed into the only non-manipulated currency in the world, and that is Bitcoin. I think this is totally different. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Once in a while, you can Bitcoin changes absolutely everything. What's in there? Only what you take with you. Hey Daniel, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, and thanks for making the time today. How about you, we'll jump straight into it and you give the audience a bit of a background about yourself. Yeah, sure, sure. Thanks for thanks for having me, having me on on the show. Um, re- really looking forward to for di- diving into all things around light and health. And um, yeah, yeah. So how how my kind of my my story is it's it all started sort of about ten years ago. Um, just came out of out of studying and I was sort of about to enter the working world. Sort of and um, I had these quite big aspirations to kind of get into the corporate world and co- climb the corporate ladder. And, um, but I was also really, really into health and wellness. So I sort of came out of my studies and was like really into how to get the best out of my body, how to perform well, how to feel good. And so I was right into using nutrition and exercise to do that. And, um, so I started in my, in my job, I moved over to Sydney in Australia, was working for a very large insurance company over there. And um, within the space of about two months of starting that job, my uh, health really started to um, significantly decline. So I had was getting severe migraine attacks during the day and um, severe insomnia. So I couldn't I could mm. fall asleep, but I'd wake up at like two in the morning and I couldn't get back to yeah. sleep. And um, and I thought I was I was like I was kind of puzzled by the whole situation because I was like, I'm I'm like a healthy guy, right? I'm doing everything right and eating well, I'm exercising. So I kind of did what most people do. I went to to my doctor and was like, hey, like I'm not sure what's going on. I can't sleep, and now that, that I can't sleep, obviously it's starting to affect my ability to to perform during the day and yep. um my my health. I uh, sorry, my mood and energy is just really off. So they kind of did kind of more down the traditional route of just prescribing a whole bunch of different prescription drugs um initially sleeping like proper on label sleeping tablets didn't work so then I kind of moved on to another whole cocktail of antipsychotics to antidepressants it was just like it was it was nuts and none of it really worked all it did is like it kind of like sedated me but like so I was just like a zombie during the day just felt really out of it um and then it got to the point when I think because I was kind of going back and forth between the doctor for like, I think about six, seven months. And then they're sort of like, well, they kind of just put their hands in there and they're like, well, we don't, we think it's like, it's all in your head kind of thing. Like this is, there's nothing wrong with you. And I was like, nah, it's nuts. Like this, there's no way that that's, I'm not prepared to just like accept that. So they're sort of like, oh, you know, you could try some breathing exercises or something. And I was like, it's, you know, I was sort of like, nah, nah, there's, a, there's, some, there's definitely something going on here. And um, in my job, I was, I was so my, my career was in IT, so sort of like um, developing and troubleshooting IT systems, complex systems. So I was sort of like, well, can I apply that same like level of analytical thinking that I'm playing in my job to, to the human system, right? So I kind of started to really just try to break down, well, I was fine before and now I'm not, like, what's changed? Like, what's actually caused caused such a, you know, a disconnect in, in my health? And um, so I started trawling around the, on the internet, trying to trying to find some information. And, and certainly back then, there wasn't the wealth of knowledge and sh- information shared that we had available. So it was actually very, very difficult. Sorry, to, Dan, just quickly, I'll jump in. So back then, just to get, like, some time frame there, like, around what year was back then? Uh, so, geez, that's a good question. 2010? 2010. 20, 20, uh, but, oh, sorry, sorry, it'll be, sorry, in 2010, I'll be 20, but around, so this was happening around 2011, 2012. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so obviously not, not, not a lot of podcasts around, no, no, no one's sharing this information, but I did stumble upon a, um, 
a neurosurgeon in in the US called Dr. Jack Cruz, and he he's a really interesting guy, very very smart guy. He's actually quite widely known in today's world. He is actually quite known in the in the biohacking kind of health sphere. He's quite yeah. quite a um, looked up to person. But back then, he was certainly talking about the concepts of how light. Um, significantly governs hormones and biological functions in the body far greater than any food or exercise does um and he and he was kind of he was kind of like he's very abrupt with how he comes across with it and sort of saying like everyone's got it wrong like everyone's so focused on like low carb high carb keto vegan all these other diets and stuff and and exercise right but not even looking at the light environment they're in and how that's actually impacting the way the body functions and 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 the health status of of the body and um some of the stuff is very complex though so i'm talking he's getting into like quantum biology and it's like right down at like how cells function and how the human system functions so it was very very difficult to actually, for me to even understand it but i sat there and persevered and went through all his blogs and read his books and he did some had some talks that he had done, so I really really started to understand it and kind of was like starting to try to apply some of the principles he was talking about that the light that we get exposed to indoors is not the same as the light we get exposed to outdoors. It's very it behaves and interacts very very different in terms of how it um, how it governs our hormonal releases, our mood and energy regulation. And I kind of looked at my own lifestyle. And I was like, whoa, I'm not actually spending any time outdoors anymore. Like, I get up in the morning, I walk to work when it's dark, and um, sort of 6 a.m. sort of thing, and then I was working indoors under fluorescent lighting and on screens all day. And then by the time I'd leave work, the sun was setting, and I'd jump and go to the gym to train for like an hour and a half. I was, I was actually competing in powerlifting at the time. And then uh, under artificial lighting again, and then I'd come home, and I'd have to do work um, sort of about 11 p.m. at night, I had to start and do like changes for IT systems. So I right. start and I work again in in the evening. And I was like, I'm getting no natural light, and I'm getting just completely exposure to artificial light sources. So I sort of started to look at it and say, well, how can I apply some of his concepts, which is getting more natural light. And when you can't get more natural light, how can we um, manipulate or try to make the artificial light sources not so detrimental or having such a uh, large um, biological impact in the wrong way. Mm. Um, so what that meant was I um, tried to find a set of glasses. There's these big, there's these big like welding glasses that would block out a, a large portion of the blue light. Um, so the terminology of blue light glasses didn't exist back then. They weren't actually a thing. But I kind of knew, knew I needed to try to wear some sort of eyewear to mitigate the type of light I was getting exposed to. Um, so I ordered these big classes of Amazon for like 20 bucks and they had to come from the US so it took a couple a couple weeks to arrive and so I started started wearing them like even in the office like these big <laughs> orange safety safety glasses and um that was the first thing within like like 18 months that had a change like a positive impact oh, and I was wow. and I was like holy shit like after all this time of all the, the doctors and the specialists and this and that and trying drugs, trying this, nothing working. And it was like a $20 pair of glasses that was like making a change. And so it took a long time to undo chronic um, insomnia and chronic sleep deprivation because it does start to have quite detrimental impacts on the body when it, you're severely sleep deprived. Um, it mm. dysregulates your hormones significantly. Your body isn't able to repair and regenerate itself. So it just to unwind all that, it took a good two to three months of applying the right light concepts. And then from there, I was sort of like how it wasn't even that complex to undo it all. I was like, well, surely like I can't be the only one like mm. that's that's like I'm not living a completely un what I could like an uncommon lifestyle, right? There's heaps of people around me in the same environments and stuff. So I'm sort of like, well, do most people just kind of give up and accept like from their doctor either accept the drugs and continue to take them and they're a lifetime customer to the pharmaceutical industry, um, or do they accept that it's in their head sort of thing and move on? Or and but I was like, well, 
I don't that so I didn't and I'm like well surely I can kind of share this information to the world and try and like try and help people sort of thing so I had no aspirations of starting a business but I just thought like well let's this is in the really early days of e-commerce like it didn't really even exist there wasn't much buying or selling on the internet but I was like well I'm going to buy like 50 pairs of these glasses and I'm going to set up a website and I'm going to just start talking about it and and try and trying to help people with them yeah I'll just pause you there again uh, and your background is IT yeah your educational background is yeah so yep oh, yeah. so I, I studied IT at university and then I proceeded to have a 14 year career as a senior systems engineer yep. in IT yeah 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 um so yeah you were saying you set up that website with a few pair of glasses yeah yeah, so I started trying to sell them. Um, to be honest, it was it was a bit of a, sl- a very slow burn for many years, sort of thing. But it was just a passion project. I had, was built. I was still progressing my own career in IT, and um, I was just doing it on the side, sort of thing. It was just a, like, hey, I, I, I'm passionate about it because I was so passionate about how it helped me and the path I was going on. Had I not found a solution and understanding and educated myself on light, so I just continued to do that and. Over the years, um, the like, like we've sort of the digital age has evolved a lot, um, and I guess like back then it was very there wasn't that much screens, there wasn't that much lighting, all this LED and devices. But you know, in the over the 10, 10 years, it's really evolved, and the need for what we sell is really, really is there's a much higher need for it. So just naturally, as that's evolved, I've evolved with it. I've continued to develop products and continued to try and educate and, and put more information out there. So kind of fast forward to today, we're quite a successful business around the world trying to provide, I guess, yeah, what I would say, like various different products that kind of are trying to align someone to have more appropriate, biologically appropriate lighting into their lifestyles. Yeah. Uh again just for timeline like when did you first put up the website the website went up in like 20 it was would have been sometime in 2012 i think yeah wow yeah yeah Yeah. and uh okay so just for the audience that uh, haven't come across this concept at all uh what is blue light and like how does it affect an individual yeah yeah sure so um so blue light is actually ultimately not bad for us blue light is just another color in the in the light spectrum um we get exposed to a lot of it outdoors um and but there's kind of a a differentiation between like um yeah like i'd say natural blue light and artificial blue light so in nature we get exposed to to what we call full spectrum light so that's that's light from the sun it has all the colors of the rainbow and relatively um equal amounts and when we look at the blue light spectrum what that does is um blue light in particular from the full full spectrum we get outdoors um it is responsible for what makes you feel awake and alert during the daytime so blue light is actually primarily comes into the eyes there are particularly there's particular um non-visual photoreceptors in the eyes so you've got um photoreceptors in the eyes that are rods and cones that allow you to see but they mm-hmm. they actually scientists actually discovered um, in the late 90s that there were non-visual photoreceptors. So they particularly are activated under blue light, and so they're called melanopsin receptors. So the blue light actually activates those receptors, sends a signal into the brain, tells the brain it's daytime. So the brain then responds to that and then instructs the body to release um, wakefulness hormones, which is cortisol and adrenaline. So that's what keeps you awake and alert during the daytime. Um, there's another actual two other functions that blue light does is blue light actually will also heavily regulate our, um, our mood as well. So um, there's two other neurotransmitters, which are called serotonin and dopamine, and those are heavily mood regulators. So, for example, depressive disorders are normally a dysregulation of those two um, neurotransmitters, particularly around the serotonin. So people with low serotonin typically would be seen to have a depressive disorder um, blue light can heavily govern that so i'm um, getting exposed to going outdoors so we all kind of know like we should be going outdoors and outdoors makes you feel better right so it actually uplifts your mood so that's the yep. blue light actually in that that's mm. very very good for that 
Now, the counter to that is when we come indoors. So when we come indoors and we um, turn on all our lights, our LED lights or our fluorescent lights, and we look at screens, um, TV screens, phone screens, tablets, so pretty much all anything that's LED backlit, which is pretty much most devices now, they predominantly have a very high spike in the blue light spectrum, but they don't have the full spectrum of all the other colors, the reds, the oranges, and the yellows. They're very depleted in those spectrums. And the, the issue with that is kind of twofold. So we can kind of look at how that inter impacts us during the daytime. So during the daytime, when you strip out and just leave the blue light spectrum in there, blue light is an, a shorter wavelength, which means it, it holds a lot of energy. Um, when that's extrapolated and put into isolation, that causes a lot of oxidative stress and a lot of cellular damage and breakdown, particularly in the eyes if it's coming into the eyes. And that can be seen as eye strain, headaches, migraines, um, and then over time, eye damage like macular degeneration. Now, normally, when you've got the red light spectrum in there as well, red light's on the opposite end. It's a very long wavelength. They're, they're very... Um, restorative and regenerative wavelengths so when you mix them, mm. them both together they that's almost like nature's antidote to blue light it's red light <laughs> but you okay. strip so you strip out the red light the beneficial frequencies and just leave in the blue light the higher energy oxidative stress ones it starts that's why it's causing the damage that's why it doesn't cause damage to us outdoors because it's all balanced yes. indoors it's not balanced so that's when we start to see that um, eye strain and headaches particularly we see people getting from looking at screens or being under a real harsh lighting during the daytime uh, but when we actually look at nighttime that's when we come into a really unnatural environment indoors so um, in nature sun blue light sun is the only natural source of blue light in the world so naturally the sun sets then there is no more blue light in the environment uh, if we go back to ancestral days like caveman well, they used, what did they use for light? They used fire. Mm. Uh, what colors fire? Well, it's got red, yellows, and oranges in it. There's no blue and there's no green in it. So right. any exposure to blue and green light post-sunset is a completely unnatural environment for our biology. So our biology, you know, evolution takes, you know, tens of thousands of years to occur, but suddenly we've just slapped all this blue and green light in our environment from all the light sources we use and the screens we're using after dark our brains don't understand that that blue light is artificially and it's not at all the sun mm. it doesn't actually know the difference between the two so it so our our biology and our brain reacts in the exact way it's designed to do blue lights in the environment um, promote wakefulness release the wakefulness hormones so post sunset that's probably the op that's the complete opposite thing that's supposed to happen in the body. Once the blue light is removed from the environment, that's supposed to be a trigger for the brain to actually start to suppress those um, wakefulness hormones and release mm. um, release hormones to make us feel less sleepy and want to go to sleep. So that's melatonin, particularly. So melatonin is deemed a sleep hormone, and yep. that get but so that gets heavily suppressed under any kind of blue light. Um, so research has shown just even a small amount of blue light exposure in the evening can suppress your melatonin as high as 85%. Um, and so melatonin is very, very important not only to start to make you feel sleepy and relaxed at night, but it's also very, very important to allow you to continue to sleep through, through the night as well. And um, it's not only a sleep hormone, that's the crazy thing. So melatonin itself is a very, very potent antioxidant in the body. So your body gets flooded with this hormone while you sleep. That hormone goes through the body. It does a lot of cellular repair. It does a lot of, um, so it's, it's very, very, um, helps free radical damage. So it's kind of cleaning up everything. It's strengthening your immune system. It's trying to wipe out any kind of cancer cells or anything that's, or damage that's occurred during the day. So it's a very, very, one of the most potent antioxidants we have in the body. So it's very, very important that we continue to have um, optimal levels of that whilst we sleep and what's happening is we're not having optimal levels of that because most people don't live in the dark once the sun sets you know most people are going to turn on a light source and it's a very very high chance that light source is not biologically appropriate for us unless they're aware of the problem and they're taking measures to use more appropriate lighting in the evening right right you did mention briefly green light as well uh yeah 
Ja, is, so, how does that affect, and is it similar to, and, and you do have multiple products, so like with, your, with the glasses that you guys sell, does that block green light as well? Yeah, so green light, it's interesting, all the focus is on blue light these days and that, but so there was a piece of research done in about 2005, so it's not that old, um, and it looked at every single um, frequency of light, all the colors, and it looked at melatonin suppression. So this is particularly around focus around the evening and the melatonin levels. Mm-hmm. And so um, so what they wanted to extrapolate was um, by how much or what's the level of suppression on each exact frequency of light. And so when you look at blue light, it ranges. So you can measure light in uh, what's called nanometers. Wavelengths are measured in nanometers. So blue light actually ranges from 400 to 500 nanometers. And so what the study showed was the peak the peak of um, melatonin disruption was at 464 nanometers. So just part, about midway past the, uh, midway through the blue light spectrum was the peak suppression. But the whole actual suppression was a it was like a bell curve, right? So um, just because the peak suppression was there, the curve went all the way down, and so it went right to 550 nanometers. So um, green light starts at 500 and goes to 570 nanometers. So mm. three three quarters of the green light spectrum suppresses melatonin to a degree, not nearly as um, much as blue light, but still a large portion that. You were, if you were trying to be more op- completely optimal around the light exposure, you would have m- most of that green light spectrum also suppressed in the evening and removed. And so that's kind of why we, when we created our particularly lens to, to filter um, light in the evening, we looked at that study and said we should really be not just removing the blue light, whilst that is the most uh, stronger signal of suppression to melatonin, green light is having an impact as well, so let's actually strip out and make sure it's actually filtering out those um green light frequencies as well got it yep yep uh now just from a listener's perspective they'll be like oh uh i'm damned like my my entire like lighting at home is like fluorescent lights and leds and everything right so uh, what do i do i go to kmart and buy a pair of blue light blocking glasses for like (laughs) 10 bucks yeah well that's see that's the problem and 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 um Sort of like obviously this 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 kind of industry right got a little bit of traction in sort of late 2019. Sort of everyone started to talk about blue light glasses and it became this kind of a bit of a fad. So mm. we saw a lot of opportunistic dropshippers jump into the market, sort of thing, trying to make a quick buck. And yep. yeah, you can literally go onto Amazon or five ten dollars buy a pair, go to the local Kmart or even like the fashion fashion stores and. The issue with those is there's no science basis on them. They've mm. just put on a real basic lens with a just like a, a non-prescription lens, and then just put this like uh, a, like a filter, co- like a coating on the outside. Mm. So when you look at it, it's like reflect. You can see kind of blue reflecting off it. And that that kind of technology will probably reduce blue light by about five percent. Um, right. And what they actually do is they do a little bit of a tricky marketing. Um, tactic on everyone so some some of them will come with a little laser pen a little blue a blue laser light so they mm-hmm. kind of say well what you want to do to test your glasses right you buy these five dollar glasses and here's here's the laser pointer you shine them at the lens and if it doesn't come through the other side that means it's blocking blue light which first of all a clear lens is impossible to completely eliminate a, a, another color that's like physics it's like physics 101 it's just not physically so that's yeah. kind of a re- should be a red flag to everyone to start with like well hold on a minute how's it not coming so what they've actually done and i was actually really intrigued by this and i couldn't quite work out what they were doing because it didn't make sense to me so i own a very expensive um device called a light spectrometer so i can it's like a three thousand dollar tool and i can actually measure any light source and it'll tell me the exact frequencies and wavelengths of light that that light source is emitting so I grabbed grabbed myself a pair of the $10 glasses, got the laser pointer, and actually tested it to see what um, light frequencies it was. And it's actually violet light. It's not even blue light to start with. So, um, so violet light is a yeah because because it's it's coming into the UV spectrum. So mm. ultraviolet and violet um, is heavily reflective. It's a heavily reflective light source, and it will just bounce off things. So any kind of marketing claims around blocks 100% of UV. 
and um, is a is a waste of time because we're not getting UV light from our artificial light sources. Our screens and our lighting doesn't emit UV light, nor yep. does it emit violet light. So whilst that looks great, because violet and blue can look very similar in colour, so so they've got this laser pointer and it's yeah it's blocking violet light but we don't have any issue with violet or uv light from our artificial light sources so yeah unfortunately if someone's gone out and bought a pair of cheap cheapies they're unfortunately not going to probably be having the the actual effect they want for sure yeah because i remember uh, this probably must have been a few months ago like my partner just picked up like this uh pair from Kmart and it's like ah oh, like these like really flimsy and cheap and I don't even know if it had that effect and then I got a pair from you guys fairly recently and I have them on and I have uh so I have my kettle which I switch it on yep. and there's a blue light in there and I I can't see that light at all so like if I'm using these glasses at night and I switch on the kettle I don't know if my kettle's on or not like I have to peek through to check like okay, yeah, yeah yeah the kettle's on yeah so it's completely blocking blue lights I do have like a another device it's called uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar but there's a it's a bitcoin node and then it has like a it just flashes a blue and red light every time like it's updating in the background there and yep. like at, yeah, when I have these glasses on I can only see the red light flashing and it's like oh Maybe this thing's not working right. And then I'm like, okay, look through. Okay, it's flashing blue and red. Yeah, yeah. so it's completely blocking blue light. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And so there's a there's a quite a bit of work that goes into into to the lenses to, to actually block 100%. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then, I mean, yeah, your glasses come with a really nice case and it's secure with, with a cleaning cloth and uh, yeah, totally worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, another thing that I was like come across or I was speaking to a friend actually and he was talking about, oh, I don't need those glasses. I use Flux. Mm. Yeah. So yep. how does, so like you want to break down firstly what's, what's Flux for someone that doesn't know and then its effectiveness? Yeah. So uh, Flux is a piece of software you can install on your computer and what that's designed to do is start to reduce the blue light out of the screen um, down. Now, it is very good, and I do recommend people use use a piece of software like that. However, it does have its limitations. Um, so for, the first limitation is that you are trying to solve a hardware problem with software, um, which doesn't quite do exactly what we need to do. So mm. a, an LED screen is backlit, right? So... Yep. Uh, wait, so what that means is they ha it has a thing called LED um, backlight bleed. So regardless of the frequencies that you alter the color on your screen, it, um, there will still be an element of, of blue light coming through. And now what that way to easy way to um, understand how that kind of looks is, so if you have a completely black screen, mm -hmm. there's nothing on the screen that's black, but the monitor's on, you can kind of tell it's on. Right. There's kind of like a white haziness to it, right? Then you, if you pull the plug on it, you'll notice, well, it was still black, but then it goes off completely. Yes. So that kind of sort of illumination, even on a black screen, is kind of there all the time, even with flux mm. running. So that's the first problem. Um, the next one is with flux, you don't know how much blue light it's removing. Like it's kind of just got this like, oh yeah, like you can just kind of swing it in a direction. Now I do, because I've got a light spectrum on it. So I can literally test my screen and adjust it and go, oh yeah, now it's getting lower, it's getting lower sort of thing. I can play around with it a lot, but there's no feedback within that program to tell you how much blue light's being removed. So it's like it's really good and I do recommend it, but you kind of don't know exactly. You're not you, there's not there's not much feedback to tell you. So like for example, like a pair of our glasses, you can put them on and you can confidently know exactly how much blue light's being removed or not based on our specifications and all the testing we've done sort of thing. So that that's the second thing. The third thing, which is actually a really important thing, is we have light sources beyond our screens. So all the lights, overhead lighting in our home, so we're not just getting this exposure mm. from the screen. So Flux takes care of the one screen you're looking at, but it doesn't take care of the lights on, the TV over there, the phone, 
yep. all the other devices and lighting that we're being exposed to. So, um, but I still do recommend it. It's just it's not the complete solution to the problem. Got it. Yeah. Now, so on your website, you also have like there's daytime glasses, nighttime glasses. Yeah, just for someone that probably yeah goes down that path and starts looking at things like what's the difference between those yeah sure so um we kind of talked about the day and the night and how blue light affects us differently in that so mm-hmm. during the daytime we don't want to eliminate all blue light um so i talked about like blue light being responsible for actually making us feel awake and alert and mm-hmm. regulating our mood through serotonin and dopamine so if we were to put on a set of the night glasses that like you've got that block 100% of blue light if you wore them during the daytime um, your brain would get very confused it would start thinking it's nighttime because there's no blue light coming in the eyes so it's going to start to make you feel quite tired sleepy unmotivated and not really and wanting to prepare for for, for sleep okay. now if you continue to do that over the long term you start to create this environment where it's not getting enough you're not getting enough blue light stimulation during the daytime your serotonin your dopamine levels will drop you'll feel your motivation levels will drop your mood will drop um, and that's like simulating a depressive disorder called SAD or seasonal affective disorder and what SAD is is it's just a lack of light so a lot of um, countries like the U- United Kingdom and stuff in winter, no, no, people aren't yeah. going outside much. Mm. A lot of people suffer SAD there. But if right. you were to like use these glasses, you're almost simulating a low light environment. So it's mm. going to start to replicate that. But what we do want to do during the daytime is when we're indoors, when we're on screens under artificial lighting, we need to reduce that blue light exposure down because it's way higher than any other spectrum we're getting. So it's 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 trying to bring it back into balance. So like, like I said, when in nature, blue light's in balance. Mm. Indoors, it's completely out of balance. So you want to see the glasses that are going to reduce it down by around 50% is really good. Um, so if you're bringing it down... It's not complete. It's not. It's no. It's not balancing it like it is outside, but it's bringing it down so it's not as such an intense level and causing all that oxidative stress and damage to the skin and eyes. So that's kind of what the role of a daytime set is. And then on the counter, like a daytime set at nighttime doesn't really help either because it's just letting too much blue light through, and that that signalling of daytime is continuing to happen in the evening. So you really need to eliminate it in the evening and only reduce it during the daytime. Yep, makes sense, yeah. Uh, yeah, another thing, so yeah, I came across you guys through Dr. Max, so Dr. Max Cullen, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty sure he said he had a discount code with you guys, like if you put in. He might be, he must be an affiliate of ours, yeah. 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 yeah yeah so yeah he's yeah he speaks about food and then the effects of light like basically what food does to our bodies and then what light does to our bodies and that's how i came across yeah went down this path of like okay light but then another thing he pointed out was like which i'm guessing most people like me were not not at all familiar that our skin observes light correct yes so um, the effects of that yeah yeah so when I talked about that, our eyes have those non-photoreceptors called melanopsin. Actually, in 2005, the researchers found those same melanopsin receptors were present in our skin as well. And so what that means is, um, to a lesser degree, because the, uh, if you look at the connection between the, sen- the skin and the brain, so in the brain there's a central clock system that resides there's a direct link from our eyes and the optic nerve into that clock system so it's a very short pathway so the signaling is very Mm. strong so melanopsin receptors that are activated in the skin it's not like a strong signal back into the brain but it still does have a signaling effect to a lesser degree Um, and then there's also the fact that our skin has its own clock system so our skin understands what time of the day and night it is based on the type of light that's been exposed to the skin and it undergoes certain processes based on the time of the day and night. So for example, the skin is designed in the absence of blue light at night to start its own repair processes. It's supposed to upregulate its collagen production. It's Mm. supposed to 
um, yeah, go through any kind of um, cellular clean-out as well. So what can actually happen is that that whole process gets delayed if we continue to expose our skin to that at night. It doesn't upregulate its repair function or it delays them significantly. And then the daytime hits, so it doesn't have that full um, complete darkness to complete its its repair cycles. And so that can lead to skin damage and um, accelerated aging and stuff like that as well. So like collagen is heavily, um, like low collagen increases like wrinkles and skin aging and blemishing and stuff. So like, again, so like having that, having that, increased level of light exposure or the wrong light exposure to the skin is actually impact directly impacting the skin and indirectly impacting into the brain as well right right and so again so for for someone that's listening like how would they eliminate or how would they best practices or something on those lines yeah yeah, so that's where it really comes down to. So the glasses are like a, the the kind of the a great tool, the first tool to use, because um, of the eyes have got that stronger signaling into the brain. But beyond that, then it's really saying to look at all the lighting in your house, because the lighting is where what you're essentially bathing in your skin in, right? So um, it's starting to look at some lighting that's particularly designed to to eliminate the blue light at night, and then during the day have a more balanced spectrum of light. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're, like for example, we've created those types of lighting that's kind of more designed to that, and it can mm. shift. We've got certain to based on the time of the day. It should be different spectrum. So when we hit nighttime, it should be completely void of any blue light. And then right before bed, it should be void of any blue and green light. So those all. So it's really just looking at um, how we're consuming. What I would say mainly our overhead lighting. The screens is really we're kind of protecting ourselves with the glasses from the screens, but then it's like throughout the home what mm. types what types of light are we turning on and you know how is that you know how should we be looking at a more appropriate solution yep uh right so something that's pretty common these days is these uh led lights where you have like a whole spectrum that you can select from mm-hmm. uh does that so if you set that at red or uh yeah red or orange does that have the effect of eliminating the blue light or yeah so great question and that's kind of like you can kind of see these like color changing or smart light bulbs where yes. you can select a color now unfortunately they they don't do what they need to do because they've never been designed to do exactly that so whilst they can create an ambient light color so they can create a red or an orange they're they're not eliminating other frequencies. So you can create red light and it can still have green and blue in it. But red red will be the predominant wavelength coming through. That's why you see red, but that doesn't mean there isn't other wavelengths in that light source. So to answer your question, it'll be a lot better than normal lighting, but it's still far from perfect. And unless the lighting is being designed in a specific way to only emit pure light frequency. So like if you're wanting a red light, it needs to be pure red coming out, not just a mix sort of thing. And those are ones that can kind of change all the colors. Certainly are just a whole cocktail of different colors and it just increases the intensity of one color to make it the predominant color to come through. Yep. It makes sense. Cause yeah, if I, like I do have like a desktop light that, uh, has all these colors, but if I look at it really quickly, if I'm like basically my head goes zoom, I can see the RGB. Like, I, yeah, 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 I can see the trail of the other lights. Yeah, yep, yep. So, so do you want to speak on some of the products that uh, you guys offer to the market? Yeah, sure. So, like, we've kind of covered the, the yeah. glasses. We've got a range of different glasses and. Most of it's just different styles, but then it's the, there's different lenses as well. So we've got the night lenses, mm. the ones that eliminate the blue and the green light. And then we've got the daytime ones, which are more to bring those levels down. We've got a clearish looking lens. I don't say ish because it's not crystal clear, because if it was crystal clear, it'd be like the cheap ones. They won't do much. So ours can look relatively like normal glasses where you, you wear during the day. They wouldn't look anything too crazy people would just see them as normal glasses so those are very very good for daytime um and then it's kind of the lighting range is where we've really kind of 
Dan, Dan, just before you go to the lighting ranger, just the crystal clear ones. What sort of, uh, yeah, what sort of effect those have, or what sort, what sort of light they're eliminating? They're similar to the daytime ones, or? Are you talking about so like the cheap ones that? Oh no, t- the ones that you offer those crystal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So our our clear lens range ones. Well, yeah. they they would they reduce blue light by fifty percent across the entire blue light spectrum. Right, um, right. Yeah. So, but then I'm saying like if you had a, so they we call them our clear lens, but like when you actually put them on, there, there is actually pigmentation inside the lens, a very slight pigmentation because the way that technology works is instead of trying to reflect the light which is what these other cheaper ones do there's actually pigments inside the lens as the light passes through they absorb certain light frequencies so they're designed to absorb particular frequencies of blue light as the light passes through got it yeah 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 and so what you're really looking for is to make sure that whoever you're buying the glasses off has all these specifications actually clearly listed on their website exactly what frequencies of light are reduced by what percentages mm. and then beyond that they should be able to produce a like a, a spectrometer report or a lens testing report to actually show that breakdown because it's pretty easy just to type on a product description page does this and it does that but it's like well and that's the problem with the the rise of e-commerce and the internet people can just kind of make any wild claims out there with that so you kind of want to make sure that at least they can kind of produce some kind of something to back up that sort of claim um yeah got it yeah and the other set was uh your other products are lighting products and yeah yeah, so so in the lighting range, we've got a whole suite of different lighting products from like your, your standard kind of screw-in light bulbs and um, through to kind of like recessed downlights. So the recessed downlights are quite commonly used in like Australia and New Zealand and new homes and stuff. So we've created like essentially ones to, to be replaced in there. Um, we've also created a particular light one, light bulb and the downlight where the the light will can be changed based on the day and the night so it's designed to follow what i kind of say the phases of the sun so some of it's not it's not like your your kind of your rgb kind of bulb it's like it's got a, a full spectrum mode which is used during the daytime so that very closely replicates full spectrum light from outdoors it's got blue light on it but it's also got green yellow orange and red all nicely balanced so it's really beneficial to use during the daytime and then you can actually switch it into a night mode and that's just purely done by going over to the light switch and turning it off and then on again and that will make it change into the next mode so you can kind of use them during the daytime when you want some really good quality light that's actually going to help you feel awake alert feel and help regulate your mood a bit more and then you can switch it into the nighttime when you're kind of wanting to wind down and relax um so that's those are like kind of like the general purpose like fit changing all the main lights in your home but then then beyond that we've kind of got like other solutions like motion lights night lights book lights um little right. portable portable lamps sort of because we've, we've tried to recognize that like you know people are traveling or they just want you don't you're not always wanting to just use overhead lighting there's always situations where you're just going to want to take some light when you're traveling or you just want a bedside lamp or you just want a little bit of light as you're walking down the hallway or um so we've kind of really try to create all these different lighting solutions so we've got heaps of different little um products in there and just to really try and um fit in with how someone interacts with light yeah yeah so looking at the the progression of your company it's like from 10 years from buying few glasses on amazon and selling them on a website to now having this whole range of products that's awesome yeah. yeah 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 i think we've got like 160 different products on our wow. website yeah. now so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and lots of thought into each product as well as in as in like a, as you mentioned there's like tests carried out and you can have reports on them and see like what's actually happening with the glasses with these lights uh, and this all came from just your own research and like going down the path of like healing yourself basically and then yeah yeah, that and then just really diving into what research is being done. So I like mm. to stay current on the research. We actually, so we we do a lot of we do a lot of educational blogs and articles and stuff. So I think we've got like close to a hundred articles on our website now, which we extrapolate from research and mm. then try to like 
break down different topics so just to make it easier for people to understand kind of what you know what things are talking about and then we actually do have a literally a page on our website called science where we've got collated most of the kind of relevant research around it um at the moment yep yep now yeah most most of the glasses are for adults i I believe but what sort of effect does these lights do they have the same effects on kids infants Mm -hmm. absolutely even more so um children's eyes are much more sensitive to the changing of different light spectrums um particularly because their eyes aren't fully developed yet as well. So it, it means that the the higher energy wavelengths can actually have, from a, from an eye damage and eye strain point of view, can be quite a lot more intensified. Um, and then in the evenings as well, as I state, particularly infants, their circadian rhythms aren't fully developed yet. So that's something that's entrained over time. So... Um, it's particularly important when they're younger to try and entrain their circadian rhythms, their day and night cycles to be correct, because that's something that just gets trained into your adult life. And then if it's been tra- trained the wrong way, it's very hard to undo that. So that can lead to chronic sleep problems later in life that are quite hard to undo if you've been trained the wrong type of circadian rhythm as a as a young infant. Yep. So. So if there's parents, uh, young parents listening or people that are like, yeah. So what sort of solution or any recommendations for them? So uh, we've got a suite, we've got a range of kids glasses as well for, right, for okay. kids. Yeah. But then beyond the glasses, like things like little book lights and stuff are awesome for kids. Like when they're reading and stuff like in mm. bed and stuff. Um, the motion lights are really good for the bathroom if they need to get up in the night to go to the toilet or you need to attend to your your young kid in the in the evening um then using like the smaller little lights are really really good for that um and then even like small kids that are afraid of the dark having a like, little plug and night light that's just just red light so no blue and green so it's like not just because night lights are quite commonly used for kids but they're yeah. they're also keeping them awake as well so it's like doing the opposite thing of what most parents are actually trying to do with with these like lights to try and make the kid feel more safe and because they're afraid of the dark, but then it's actually stimulating them, keeping them awake. So, yeah. Uh, and the markets that you guys uh, service is it just Australian or worldwide? Uh, we are worldwide, so we've kind of set up. We've got um, warehouses in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, and the US. So we kind of service all those regions locally. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, there's. I'm not sure uh, sure if you're aware of this, but there's a there's a whole bunch of Bitcoiners that are based in Australia, and then they've all coming down the same rabbit hole of uh, uh, getting these glasses or going down like you need to start blocking blue light. So, have you given any thought about like ha- have you come across Bitcoin and like uh, any thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I own a bit of it, Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah so I've been yeah. I've been into crypto for a while since um Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've r- rode the, the the waves of the the pumps and then dumps and stuff and just okay. held on to the thing. Yeah. So I've got a bit of Bitcoin. I have looked into seeing how we can accept Bitcoin on our website. Um mm. It's just from a, it's, yeah, it's a, it's, I just, it needs, it's, it's easy enough to accept it on our website. It's more the international tax implications and compliance. I just haven't found, like my accountant just is like, uh, I don't want to deal with that. So, and I want to make sure I don't get myself in the shit sort of thing. Cause obviously governments, governments are really starting to like be aware of though, you know, people that hold crypto. And so, so for business starts accepting it i just yeah <laughs> i yeah. like, need to understand how we do that yeah if you're operating in uh multiple jurisdictions that's the problem but if it's just australia i think it's easier compared to oh it just less complicated compared to like once you're in different jurisdictions i work for a bitcoin uh, so yeah i mean if you do need any assistance with that sort of stuff yeah i can feel free to reach out yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, no, be, I'm definitely um, think it's it's a good thing for more and more businesses to to adopt to adopt it, right? Because then it just 
it doesn't allow it to actually yes. be more freely used as well, it gives it more actual use case and value yeah. as opposed to just yeah holding yeah, it sure. and then, yeah like uh yeah i recently been buying all my meat with bitcoin like there's few farmers around yeah uh around yeah 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 right okay yeah yeah nice yeah uh any other thoughts anything that you anything any question that you were had me asked you that i must have missed out oh i think we've got i think we've covered everything pretty pretty well um but yeah beyond that like if any any of your listeners do have any further questions like just reach out to us we're pretty we love people coming and asking us more questions and so we're we're pretty um you know approachable on our on our website on Instagram Facebook or yeah, email. For sure. I'll, yeah, And for the people that are listening, I'll have all of that in the show notes as well, so you can yeah. Sweet, uh, cool, Daniel. Yeah, thanks for your time. And yeah, if you like anything, you think that I missed out on anything? Yeah, just feel free. And if you want to drop your, I mean not drop, but if you want to say your. The website or uh, socials, anything you want to shout out for? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. So, um, our website is blockbluelight.com.au if you're in Australia. .com if you're in the US. Yeah. .co.uk yeah. if you're in the UK. So yeah, the main the main handle is just blockbluelight. Um, and you can reach us on blockbluelight official on Instagram and and Facebook as well. We're 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 pretty active on those platforms yeah. as well. Cool. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cheers. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, all I ask is that you share it with one other person. And I also recommend that you use Podcasting 2.0 apps like Breeze or Fountain FM. I'll link them down below. This will help you earn Bitcoin while you listen, and it will also help support the show. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next one.